I am so excited to have Talia LeBlanc with us today. Talia is an entrepreneur, an investor, content creator, and your favorite person to follow in regards to body positivity, as well as combating body dysmorphia. Talia also uses her social media platform to shine a light on PCOS. Um, learned a lot about that since following you. PCOS is a polycystic ovary syndrome, a hormonal disorder that is oftentimes misdiagnosed or overlooked. And today we'll be discussing how PCOS has affected her as well as empowered her. What's up, girl? How are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. That was like the most amazing intro I've ever heard in my girl, entire life. <laughs> I literally was, I was, after like, you know, meeting you and talking to you and stuff, I was like, okay, this person is very, very, very special. So I just wanted to make sure I got that right. Awesome. I appreciate that. That was so lovely. I'm doing fantastic. I'm a little hot today, but we good. I know. It is 102 degrees in Texas today and a Woo. little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have a conversation with you today about PCOS. Um, I had no idea what PCOS was. I didn't even know what it meant until I started following you on social media. And then I started paying attention and I started thinking about the people around me. And then I started also like noticing it more and, and seeing it more. Can you tell me exactly what PCOS is, especially for the people that don't know what it is? Yeah. So like you mentioned, PCOS is polycystic ovary syndrome and it can manifest in many different ways. Um, it doesn't look like one thing, which is why it mm. is often overlooked. You're going to have some women that struggle with their weight, some women that have the facial hair, some women that um, they are thin and they don't even know that that's what it could be and wow. some women that actually have like the pain because they have the actual ovary like cysts inside wow. of them um some people can have all of the things which oh, bless those people yeah god bless those people yeah. I, I feel for them but then some people have just like a few of the symptoms like myself um i myself have um the hair um difficulty gaining um losing weight yeah. <laughs> i wish it was gaining weight <laughs> i wish that yeah was, um but yeah, those were like my two. Oh, and then of course the missed periods. That's like a huge thing with yeah. PCOS. Like yeah. the, um, it's one of the main causes of infertility um, in women. And a lot of mm-hmm. women don't even know that that's where it stems from because they don't know that they have it. So Wow, that's crazy. So like when did you kind of like started kind of realizing, okay, like there's something going on with my body? Like around what age did you kind of like start kind of noticing things weren't were a little bit different or or you were having like, you know, like growing hair on your face like when did you actually like kind of start noticing it so I think I was like probably 15 16 years old where like my period started coming less and less and it wasn't Mm. that apparent yet because the doctors would say oh you know some some girls they'll skip two three months like that's not abnormal I said okay cool um I did have like the occasional chin hair but like it wasn't anything that was like alarming um as I got to probably like 19 20 years old my periods were like just not exist like they were literally yeah. missing for nine ten months at a time wow i would be freaking out thinking i'm pregnant and i'm not even like having so- i'm like what is going wow. on like, yes because periods were not happening yes um, and then my hair started getting worse and then um i made a big mistake which while i'm on this podcast i wanted to take the time to say if you have hormonal hair do not ever get laser on your face. Really? Never. I want to make, okay, so I so I get laser hair removal, just like on like, you know, armpits, right. my lady area, those kinds of things. But they advertise it so much. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't you get it? So I got it. I paid $3,000 um, to get my face. And I only wanted like sideburns because I only have yeah. like a little peach fuzz on my side. She's like, oh, we'll just do your whole face because you yeah. have a little bit of peach fuzz everywhere. And I said, okay, cool. She does my whole face. Six weeks later, 
more grow back and then wow. another six more and then it got worse and worse and worse and I was like what is going on this is crazy so I finally did some research and turns out that you're never supposed to do laser on hormonal hair it does work for like other parts yeah. of your body but on your face and hormonal hair that happens to happen on your face um, it can actually stimulate more growth because what happens is Whenever you do laser, it zaps an area and the blood response with like sending uh, the body response with sending blood to that area to heal it. And when it heals it, it regenerates new cells. And mm. what that does is it just makes those hairs stronger, even um, thicker. And then it actually makes more around it grow because it's like, oh, this follicle is hurt. I need to bring more. So it's like your body's yeah. response. Oh my goodness, this was devastating for me. I was like, bro, like I literally came, I left here with more hair than I started. And then I found out what electrolysis is, which not a lot of people know about. It's very hush hush because it takes a lot of time. We live in a microwave society where nobody wants to like do something for the long haul. Yeah. We want to do. We want to get things done. We want to do it quick. Yep, because laser, they'll zap all the hair off your face in a thirty-minute session. Uh, in comparison to electrolysis, you're yeah. gonna be there for maybe an hour or two, and you may only get done half of my face. And wow. then, then I have to like you know let that heal, and then maybe in a day or two come back and finish the other side. Yeah. So it's it's a process. So. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that, and that's yep. so interesting that people are advertising that that's something that you should do because. I remember um, I was speaking to you and you uh, discovered like a razor that worked perfectly for you. And then what ended up happening was you ended up kind of like going viral and kind of like shining a light on that. So that's very, very interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, Billy, Billy Razors. Billy Razors. Yes. I I freaking (laughs) love Billy. Um, They're actually one of my brand partners now because I pitched them because I really, truly believe in working with brands that I actually use and I actually work. I used to always buy um, men's razors because they just worked better. Yeah. These little pink razors that they put on the stores like with two little blades. I'm like, honey, that ain't gonna work. They're not doing nothing for me. Like I shave my face every day. Yeah. Like (laughs) every morning I have to do it. So, um... When I found Billy Razors, and it was a subscription base um, in, like, 2019, I started using them. Freaking loved it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's such – I will always rave about them. And I pitched them. I was like, hey, like, yeah. let's work together. And they were like, all right, cool. So – Yeah. And it worked out. I think, like, what's, like, really interesting about you is that you, like, took something that a lot of people can't necessarily – I don't know. I feel like you, you did something. You, like, really empowered yourself, like, through, like – you know, adversity and like through what some people would see as a struggle, you took that, you empowered yourself and you have like a massive like following because of it. And like, I am someone that definitely looks up to you. And like, even like with some of like your body positivity with you, like posting like yourself, like in like a swimsuit or like a dress or just things like that, you know, it's very empowering to see. So when did that switch kind of go off in your head that, Hey, I need to empower myself because no one else is going to do it for me. Right. Um, I think TikTok actually had a huge, um, a huge, um, what is the word that I would say? It, it just encouraged me to do something I had never done before because the platform is so different yeah. than anything I've ever been yeah. on before. Um, as you know, Instagram, it's just highlight reels and it's hard to even share certain things on Instagram, even to this day, even though I've already yes. built a platform that's like more authentic and vulnerable on TikTok, it's even hard to transfer that onto Instagram. But however, um, TikTok, I just started seeing a few girls here and there like posting, you know, there were like plus size women and they were posting themselves in their swimsuits and stuff. And I was like, man, like that is that is really cool. I was like, but I don't see any like mid-sized girls Mm -hmm. that are doing this right now. 
And I've also never seen anyone shave their face online before, like ever. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. So I just made a video and I was like, hey, like I've never posted anything yeah. like this before and I've also never seen it done before and I just want to know if I'm alone. I surely can't be. And then the video just like blew up yeah. and all these women were like, oh my God, I've never seen anyone shave their face before and someone that like looks like you. And I was like, what do you mean looks like me? And it's like, you look, you don't look like what I thought, like, like you don't look like you have what you have. I was like, huh. I was like, why? Yeah. I was like, oh, you're a girly girl. You like makeup. Like, you know, you do all the, like you like fashion and yeah. you do all this stuff. Like they've made it, they've made PCOS seem like you're just supposed to be this like, this one look, which is like severely overweight with like yeah. a bunch of hair on your face. You're not supposed to be girly. You're not supposed to do, express yourself in any way, shape or form. You're just supposed to be this thing. And I'm like, no. Yeah. And PC, like, cause PCOS, PCOS doesn't necessarily discriminate. Anyone could possibly have it like I didn't even know that you know weight like I don't know when I thought about PCOS one thing they talked about a lot when I was like on the internet and stuff was like weight gain they didn't talk about weight loss Mm -hmm. and now that I'm talking to you I'm sitting over here thinking about people in my own life that I know that is kind of struggling with you know maintaining weight gaining weight Mm -hmm. um, hormonal imbalances um, having like cysts on their ovaries like I know people that personally like are experiencing this like right now yeah and um, I feel like I don't know, particularly maybe women of color, like there's a lot of like misdiagnosis mm-hmm. um, that, that tends to, to happen like within that. Yeah. Um, and there was something that you talked about recently, like um, where you talked about like, you know, going to sleepovers like as a kid and like <sighs> having like a full face of makeup on. And, mm-hmm. and did you know that you had PCOS during that time period? I always suspected, fun fact, it took 10 years to get diagnosed. Really? 10 years after I, like, as a woman, you know your body. Like, yeah. you know when something's, like, wrong. not right. Um, and even though I didn't feel, like, physically sick all the time, yeah. I could just see the other girls around me, they were getting their period. Like, oh, the 27th, I'm getting my period. Like, they just knew exactly yeah. when it was going to come. And yeah. I was like, man, you're so in tune with your body. Like, yeah. so um, I would go to sleepovers even, like, um, well, first of all, not when I was really young because my parents were straight and they never let me yeah. go on sleepovers. Yeah. However, but once I was, like, you know, 19, 20, and I was already, like, with an older group of friends, if we traveled together or if we just spent the night together, I always left my makeup on because it was my security blanket because it kind of camouflages the hair as it's growing because I shave my face in the morning by nighttime I already have like a five o'clock shadow you can see a little like some prickles coming through and they'll poke through um even some of the makeup so I would sometimes even retouch my makeup at night like my poor skin like wow (laughs) skin was not gonna be great yeah yeah so I it was just such a scary thing to let other even my f- best friends, like, they didn't know that I shaved my face for the longest time. They were really? just like, yeah, like, I would, it was almost like, I almost felt like I was doing something that wasn't allowed or something taboo. Like, I would literally go into the bathroom, lock the door, and, like, shave really quick, yeah. like, before anyone in the morning. Um, and then I would, like, once everyone was up, I'd do my makeup, like, normal. Yeah. Like, oh, this is just, I just woke up. Like, I Definitely. Just, but no, I and, was. And to probably not, like, have, like, the diagnosis at the eight, like, at that you know, during the time period that you needed to have it probably made you feel like something is wrong. I was just like, I'm just a, a, a hairy bee, I guess. Like, yeah, I don't like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like something, like something's off. So um, what was it like, like trying to like navigate like romantic relationships? I know cool. you're married now, but yeah. before this point, like before you, you know, you ended up with your husband and stuff, what was it like, like trying to navigate relationships, boyfriends, and and when were you actually able to um, 
like what was it like like coming like being comfortable with your husband now so like what was it like before him and then what is it like since like now since him yeah so the I had one long-time boyfriend for 10 years from yeah. uh, 15 to 25 he kind of saw my whole progression so it wasn't hard with him because he, he just knew something was up with yeah, me yeah. and he was okay with it like that was no issue but then once we separated and then I had like about a year and a half where I was single you know I was dating and I was yeah. doing all this stuff all of those men none of those guys ever knew that there was anything up with me as far as um, PCOS hair anything because I felt like that is something that was very private to me at that time. I still hadn't really shown the world yet, so I yeah. was still very like hush hush about it. Plus, there were just like you know, very surface dates, like out to dinner yeah. and stuff like that, like nothing crazy. But then when me and my now husband started talking, it took about a year. And I I remember the day like we were sitting at in my apartment, and we were just both laying down on the couch. And I said I was like, Hey, can I tell you something? And he was like, Yeah, what's up? And I was like. So I have a condition that makes me like grow hair in a lot of places, like including my face. And he was like, okay. And then I was like, do you care that I have hair on my face? And he was like, no. He's like, no, girl, all I care about is you. Okay. I was like, I was like, have you, have you ever been able to tell that I've had to shave my face or that I've had hair on my face before? And he was like, I've noticed it a few times, but like, he never made a big deal out of it. And that was like such a game changer for me. Cause yeah. I was like, wow, like he, he wasn't like, why are you shaving? Or like, Oh, yeah. what is that? Like very, like, like if I was like some sort of like experiment or something, it was just very like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like he just made it such a not big deal that he was like, I don't care about that. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Wow. I mean, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, when I was like doing some research, like, um, I was like listening to a couple of stories and just looking a little bit and they were talking about like the, the mental impact it has on you like mm -hmm. even like because your body is going through like this hormonal shift constantly right. and trying to kind of find balance um within like yourself and like trying to like you know be happy on top of this um going this thing going on can you like highlight if you've ever experienced that which I'm sure you have mm -hmm. what that's been like and kind of like a time where you were just like, I don't even know if I can really get through this. Yeah, um, probably within the last year and a half or so was some of the worst times that I had. Like, I had a lot of personal things that happened in life, like losing my dad um, in December 2020. And then like my weight got out of control because I was dealing with so many other things. Like one fun, another fun fact, PCOS is highly, highly sensitive to stress. Your mm. stress will spike up your cortisol yeah. levels, like stress, no good for us. Yeah. So yeah. I've been hella stressed. I put myself on the back burner. I wasn't losing any weight. I was if anything, gaining weight, um, my hair was out of control. Um, I would wake up in the morning and I would just see this like thick hair all over my face and I would just feel so defeated. I'm like, oh, here I go again. I have to shave my face. And, you know, shaving isn't the most like gentle thing to do on, on your body, even if you have the best razors, yeah. Billy, I love you. But still, yeah, yeah. But you know, shaving your face, um, I skincare wasn't even a priority because I was like, for what? Like the hair is just going to grow back by the end of the night. Like yeah. it's just like not even... 
worth it. So I was just so down in the dumps. I hated putting makeup on. I hated going anywhere. Like, I was just so defeated about it. And even throughout the years, like, I think just having to do that extra step every single morning when I would see other people not having to do anything and and also the not wearing makeup. Like, my dream is to literally not wear makeup and just have, like, a nice glowy face. Um, but I feel like I've never really been able to do that until recently because the hair has actually been, like, permanently going away. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was always one of my biggest things. Like I would just kind of be envious of other women that would just be like, oh, I'm just fresh faced today. I'm like, mm. that's so great the for clean, you. The clean girl aesthetic. The clean girl aesthetic. Which I is really like, in right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like really in. Yeah. I was like, I could never do that. I was like, I have to cover my face. Like I have to have full coverage. Like, cause if not, then, then I'm going to be all self-conscious and like putting my hair over places. Yeah. And I used to do this thing where I would always like put my, my hand like by my chin area and I would just kind of like hide myself and really yeah that was like a whole thing (laughs) gosh I think it's I always think it's just um it's so interesting to me because I feel like when women are going through something we we do this thing where we kind of like have to dim our light Mm -hmm. make ourselves very very small so we're just not necessarily seen right Um, we don't want people to see that we're different or like we're going through something or like we're struggling with something so we tend to make ourselves small in, in, in spaces and stuff. And, and one thing that like I've completely noticed is like, you don't do that. Like from the moment I met you, you're very, very confident in yourself. And I think that's like, that's, that's like very like attractive to be around. And even like when you're on your social media platform, and if y'all are looking for someone that's positive to follow, um, someone that's going to uplift you, definitely follow Talia. I'm not even kidding because you know, me, myself, like I struggle with like my own personal body images and like seeing you on your digital platform and just seeing you wear whatever you want to wear and seeing you post the content that you want to post. You know, I always like, I try not to compare myself to people, but then I also have to look at the person's struggle Mm -hmm. and see like what they're going through. And it's just like, okay, this person has this, this, and this, this, and that. And it's just like, why can't I, you know, learn to love myself in like that direction? And even, like, with, like, your comments and just seeing, like, the feedback and stuff, like, it's just so positive, you know? Um, And that's something that we don't oftentimes see because, you know, what we're looking at, social media, Pinterest, TikTok, those kind of things, it can be very one-dimensional sometimes. Yes. Like, incredibly Mm -hmm. one-dimensional. So what advice would you give to anyone that, like, needs a little bit of help trying to step into their light? Being an FOD, being the the only one to experience. Because in those experiences, when you were literally, like, putting on makeup and stuff, you were doing that, like, by yourself. No one even knew. You know, that that was your own thing. Right. Um, To be the first to kind of, like, have, like, this, like, okay, like, this shift. Like, I'm going through this change going through this I can't even explain it they've misdiagnosed me multiple times and I'm different in a sense that my mindset is now different I have to operate in a different way I have to maybe wake up a little extra early just to make sure that I feel good right yeah um I think that um when it shifted for me was this is why representation matters yes representation is so important and when I was looking on places like Pinterest and places like Instagram and TikTok I'm like oh my god like I don't see anyone that looks like me yeah like I'm not the thinnest girl 
and I have all these other ailments and all these other issues that I go through and I know now for a fact because of my comments and everything and thank goodness like my posts for the most part end up on the right side of TikTok. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've seen some videos that had the best intent and like people just tear those people up so I'm just yeah. very, very grateful and thankful that that has not happened but seeing those comments really solidify like I am not the only one. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one and I think you know, you feel it when you're meant for something greater and I've always felt like I was meant for something greater and I always just wanted to help people um, and I feel like using this to help others I'd be like hey like yeah I do have to shave my face in the morning yes I you know have a lower belly that's more extended than I wish it was I have back rolls I have <laughs> our cookie pouches yeah our nice little cookie yes, pouch it's cute <laughs> yes yes um, but I have all these extra things but I need to show up not just for everyone else, but most mm-hmm. importantly for myself. Cause I need, and I know that sounds backwards, but literally I need it for myself. I need yeah. it literally, sometimes I, I surprise myself when I look, I, I try to compare myself to other people. Sometimes they're following how much they've grown, like everything mm, else. Even I people, feel you on that one. And people that you've started with and they've just like, just, yes, it, and you're yes. like, damn, what's going on with me? Like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I not? I really struggle with those thoughts almost every day. Like, I'm yeah. not good enough. I'm not important enough. Yeah. Um, I don't have an exciting enough life. Yeah. I just don't have the aesthetic that people are looking for. Like, all these thoughts. And I'm like, just... You got to no. really turn it off. Yes. Because yes. everybody's story is so unique to them. And everybody's yes. timing is a little bit different. And yes. sometimes... Like, I had, like, a like my... On some, like on most of these podcasts, like you'll hear me talking about a lot about how, you know, women of color, we have to work a little bit more harder on this app. Mm -hmm. We really have to. Um, And something that I've 100% noticed is that people, we like to see the ugly. Mm -hmm. We like to see the good. We like to see the hot mess. We like to see the crazy. I don't want to follow you if if you're perfect all the damn time. I need to see what's going on, I need to be able to relate because these are relatable ass stories that mm-hmm. we want to hear about and know about. Yes. And one thing that like I always like think about all the time is like when it comes to that comparison that yes. we we're talking about, mm-hmm. a lot of times when I'm comparing myself to other people, it's people that are a little bit more performative than I am or can be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I cannot. I say it all the time. I'm like you can't be. Like, if, if you think that you need to be, um, what's it called? Uh, oh, my gosh, what's the word? Not not sensational, sensationalism. Um, just being, like, um, oh, my God, I forget the word. There's this guy that he went viral for just being, like, I've followed him for a long time. He's, yeah. he's local yeah. in Dallas. And he kind of went viral for, like, the wrong thing. I don't know if you've seen the video where he's, like, yeah. like I'm black and, like, I have a house that you can never live in. Like, I have a job that you can uh, never get. Yeah. Like, he just went Gross. about it the wrong way. And it's, yeah. like, ugh, like, you don't have to be this over the top and do all this stuff just yeah. to get you know, to get some notoriety, like I would rather just do it slow and like my people will come and like even now I'm going through a shift on my social media, especially TikTok, where it's like value doesn't necessarily mean that I have to teach you, like I'm going to teach you step by step how to, you know, whatever. Value could just be me sharing something that's personal to me that you can relate to and that was valuable to you and not not necessarily like, oh, you need to niche down and and, uh, teach people certain things. It's like, no, you don't. You don't and then, you will like even like if a video doesn't get the views that you want or the likes that you want you're going to reach the people that needed it 
Period. That's like I always keep in mind. Okay, this probably got like five thousand views, but it's it it's gonna reach the people that it needs to reach. That's yeah. like that's like how I keep it. That's like what I try to do to keep it in mind. Yeah. And I remember when I had went and got food with you a couple of weeks ago, we were having a conversation about how you had to kind of draw the line with what you wanted to show because being a content creator and creating content is a lot of it's a lot of work and people don't really realize it. You were going very viral on social media, um, mostly talking about like real estate and homes and how to do this and how to get an apartment and I stuff. I was apartment bestie. Yeah, she was the apartment bestie. Y'all, she was on she was on um, a couple of a couple of shows. The like real. People, the, I was real. On the real. She was on the real, and there was something in her that was just like, you know what? I'm not finna keep doing this. No. Like. I, I'm more than just the apartment bestie. I got a story to tell. Yeah, I could have had a million followers by now. I could have been verified as an yeah. apartment bestie. I'm a part of um, uh, Learn on TikTok, Black TikTok, and Casa TikTok because, mm. you know, I'm, I'm multi-ethnic or whatever. Yeah. And I've, I am a part of all these cool things, and I know I could have been way more in a different way than I am now because yeah. even now I am way more than yeah. I was back then, but it's just it's in a different way. This is just like my personal life. I didn't want to be... a this like directory for apartment information and real estate information like that's yeah. just only one small thing of what i do a very very small thing of what you do very small i was like i'm an actor i'm a model i'm a singer you're multifaceted like, multifaceted like i do many things and it's just like i could never like it just it just wasn't worth it so i had yeah. to give it up and i lost thousands and thousands and i'm still losing followers yeah but and it's okay sometimes like you kind of <laughs> You don't want to sell it. Like, sometimes I think about this, how people really, I don't want to, sell your soul is just so extreme, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> you don't necessarily want to, like, sell your soul for yeah. the following and for the views and right. for the likes. And, like, you know, there's been people I meet that have so much depth in them. Yeah. But the things that we choose to share, we know that it's going to get us more likes or, yeah. or take us to another level. So having that sacrifice takes a lot more courage and a lot more work than constantly doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again that you're not necessarily happy with showing no. all the time. No. So, yeah, I yeah. definitely it definitely applaud it. you on that one. <laughs> Thank you. Like 100%. <laughs> because when you were telling me that, I was like, damn, sis. But no, I mean, like, you got you got other big things happening. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but she got, <laughs> y'all be stay on the tuned. lookout. Y'all stay tuned. <laughs> um, okay, so... I just want to say, Talia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Do you have anything else you want to say to the people? Um, anything coming up? Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. You thank are, you for coming. No, you are lovely. You are so professional and so prepared and so poised. And I so appreciate you. I appreciate following you, too. Like, you guys really need to follow her as well. Like, for real. Uh, she, yes. I'm trying to get away from black women. And I love black women in luxury TikTok, but I've told you I'm trying to get away from it. You are. So because you need to post whatever you want to post. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to get away from it because... You know, I do like the finer things in life, but there's a lot of different layers it took to get there. And sometimes we don't highlight the steps it took for us to get to the confident level that we're on. You should make that a series. How did I get to black woman in luxury? Like being a black woman in luxury. But then it comes the questions and what do you do for a living? And, <laughs> and it's a whole thing. You got to you got to open up Pandora's box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like posted a car and I post, sometimes I post different cars and someone made a comment and it was like, they're all rented. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I even got, 
he's laughing because he he knows he's he's laughing because he's like people are always gonna have something to, to say, say though. like it doesn't matter you can literally, i can literally show up and be like i'm the most positive person on earth and like i just want to empower women like, like i hate her positivity yeah they're like oh my god like she's so annoying yes. i'm like wow okay yes well. <laughs> yes yes i i posted i made a post on um about going to them about going to the Malfi Codes. Kid you not. In Travel Noir, it's a it's an amazing black pop platform that shows um, people of color, specifically black people, traveling around the world because we're everywhere. They don't we, we don't really necessarily see it in the media. Sure, yeah. But um, <laughs> the hotel that I stayed at was like five hundred a night, which is a lot. Yeah. I just think I think that's a lot. Yeah. You know, um, there was a, there were actually people underneath the post saying this isn't luxury. I'm on the Amalfi Coast. For real. They're just jealous. This trip is expensive. Yeah, they just <laughs> If this ain't luxury, then I'd take my ass back to Texas. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, you can just go to the gas station if you want to do something expensive. That's what I... <laughs> no, for real. Gas right now? It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. But... But, no. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I... If I want to tell anyone anything, it's just literally be true to yourself. Yes. And your people and the things that are meant for you will come and find you. Like... That's all period, that I could say. <laughs> period. And y'all be on the lookout. Yes. Talia has some things coming. You might be seeing her on a lot of different <coughs> platforms. That's all I can say. She probably signed an NDA, so I'm just going to keep my mouth closed. But yes. thank you so much, Talia. Of and course. thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, A Term Coined by Shonda Rhimes, where we shine a light on the burdens of others and the cost that often comes with being the first, the only, indifferent. This is Janelle J. Roberts, and thank you for tuning in. Hey! <laughs>